Income Tax Podcast with Mike Grinning. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone. And you can check out my work on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. I'd also love to have you be part of our free online Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. If you would like to show up more consistently for your creativity and craft and be in a community of people all rowing in the same direction, then I want to extend this invitation to you right now. Go to dailycreativehabit.com, request to join the group, and I look forward to seeing you there. So one of the things I talk about all the time is establishing a daily creative habit. And that's simply because that's been my story. That's been my journey for the last, uh, I'm in my 11th year now, uh, going into my 11th year. Uh, and every single day, showing up, doing some kind of artwork. And I discovered something along the way that was not only helpful for me, but I believe is helpful for other creatives and not just visual artists, but I think anyone who's setting out to create anything. And one of the things that I strive to do is really redefine who is a creative because too often people say, I'm not creative. I, I can't draw a stick figure. I can't play an instrument. I can't act or sing or any of the obvious arts. But anyone who's creating anything, who's in the creative process, is a creative, is a creative person. And so you might be creating content for uh, your business. Maybe it's creating videos like this. Maybe it's creating systems. Maybe it's even just creating a home that's welcoming or creating a great meal. There are so many things that we can do that are creative acts and that actually show us that we are indeed creative. And so when I talk about establishing a daily creative habit, one of the big challenges for people to wrap their minds around is, well, I feel like I just don't have time. I feel like I, I can't find the time. And that's one of the things that I really try to dispel that myth. It's not that we find time, it's that we make the time to do it. And right now, what I wanna do is I wanna share one of three key principles, key steps, if you will, that have helped me establish a daily creative habit and I think can help you as well. And this is by no means uh, an exhaustive list, these three things, but these are three things that have been really important for me in showing up the last 10 years and I believe can help you as well. Maybe you have a goal to write a book. Maybe you have a goal to have a certain body of work, uh, whether that's visual art or even a collection of songs. Uh, whatever it is that you want to do, maybe it's you simply just want to be in a regular rhythm of engaging your creativity because it brings you joy, it brings you life. Or maybe at one time it did, and you want to see if you can get back to that. And so I'm going to do a series of three videos that talk a little bit about these three key steps for me and giving you some insights into how they helped me on my journey and I believe can help you on yours. The first one is start small and it's always amazing to me how we want to set aside huge blocks of time uh, 
in order to engage with our creativity. And we underestimate the small. We do this all the time. We think to ourselves, man, if I just had an afternoon, if I just had a whole entire weekend, if I had a whole day where I could set that aside to engage with my creativity, then I would actually get some traction. Then I would actually be able to create something that was worthy of my time, my effort, that would allow me to take what's up here in my head and then bring it out into the real world. But so often, we don't have those times. We don't have those time blocks. We only have small increments of time. And we need to start leveraging those small increments of time for something greater. I call these marble moments. You know, this is something that, um, you know, we all know what a marble is, but yet when we add them up, we can really get a lot. It's small deposits every single day, making a deposit in here. And this could be 15 minutes. It could be 10 minutes. That's how my journey started. I actually started where I had a 10 year gap and I did no art whatsoever. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I can get back into this. I came to this place in my life where some things started unraveling and I was suffering from depression and I know I needed to get back to art. I know I needed to get back to creating for myself because it brought me joy, because it was something that made me feel alive. Not for somebody else's projects, not for clients, not for committees, not even to make money off of, but just simply because it made me happy, or at least in one time in my life it did. And I've spoken to so many people who are in that place in life where they're trying to get back to something that they put on a shelf a long time ago. And they're not even sure if they can actually engage with that part of themselves again. They think maybe that died. Maybe it just went dormant and maybe it'll never come back. But there's still this longing, this pang to enter into that creative process, to be alive and passionate with that part of themselves again. And so for me, I knew I needed to do this for my own health. I needed to do this because I wanted desperately to experience the joy of creating again like that. So I decided one day I was going to get the sketchbook out and blow the dust off and find some, some multi-liner pens. And I was gonna keep it real simple because honestly, suffering from depression too, I didn't have a lot of energy and there was certainly not a lot of motivation. But what I did was I, I had this idea that I was going to embark on this 365 day art making journey which sounded huge to me, right? That sounded like this. It sounded like, how can I possibly ever do 365 days in a row when I have not showed up for the past 10 years? Is it even possible? I didn't know the answer to that, but I knew I needed to try. But I also knew that I needed to break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks. And so these marble moments, if you will, I decided that I was going to get the sketchbook out and write at the top day one. And I was sitting in a local Starbucks and I was sketching this Starbucks coffee cup and it was awful. And I've showed some people this over time and sometimes when I do talks uh, in front of audiences, I have these on my slides and I show people what this Starbucks coffee cup looked like. And it was embarrassing. It was just horrible. I mean, it was like something that I thought to myself, man, I went to art school and this is what I can manage to do right now. It was really 
discouraging, honestly, and highly embarrassing. And I didn't want anybody looking over my shoulder because I thought, man, if anybody saw this, I would be judged. And I was kind of judging myself and critiquing my work. And I just, I didn't feel great about it as soon as I had finished it. But in that moment, I had a decision. Was I going to let my lack of ability in that moment, in that place, deter me from showing up? I had to allow myself some grace. I had to allow myself the ability to lean in and say, this is what I can muster right now. And I'm not even going to compare myself with myself from the past because I was in a different place back then when I was able to produce a certain level of work. I was in a regular rhythm of creating to some degree in the past. And that's what allowed me to produce at a certain level, to have capacity for a certain level. And here I was after a 10 year gap, not sure if I was able to do that again and looking at the result of something that was pretty pitiful. But as I said, I wrote day one on the top of that page and I made a decision in that moment that I was gonna close the book and show up again tomorrow, show up for another marble moment. It was another small deposit. Now that first day I took maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes while I was sitting at that Starbucks. That's all I had time for. It's all I had energy for. And so I had to lower the bar and start small. I had to learn to value these small deposits, these marble moments, and convince myself that if I added them up over time, it would actually lead to someplace more valuable. One of the other things that a lot of people say against starting small, you know, they, they say this argument of, well, it's not gonna produce anything worth anything. I mean, what can you do in 10 minutes? What can you do in 15 minutes that's actually going to move the needle? That's actually going to be something you can feel proud of. But here's the thing I learned. It wasn't so much about the product, if you will, but it was more about the process. It was more about engaging in this new habit of showing up every single day, of getting some momentum. And when momentum kicks in, it brings change. And that's what was happening. It was the process that was taking root. It was the habit that was being formed. And so I had to go through a lot of bad work in the beginning. I mean, a lot. And a lot of work that, quite honestly, wasn't really valuable at face value. It, it was sketches on a page. It was me showing up to do the best I could. And in a lot of days, that really didn't amount to too much. But I had to learn to think long-term. I had to think these were deposits along the way. These were marble moments. I was putting another marble in the jar and it was adding up to something bigger. It was leading me to someplace bigger. It was in those moments that I was able to give myself a place to play, to experiment, to break things, to figure things out, to refigure things out things I had done a long time ago that I wasn't sure I was capable of doing anymore. Materials and supplies I hadn't touched in a long time that I had to reintroduce into my world. I had to remember how to handle certain things and what kind of techniques would come about. And it was awkward. And at times it was embarrassing. And at times I wanted to give up. 
But the thing about a daily creative habit is it takes the pressure off you having to create something so huge, so grand in one sitting that you know if what you did right now, what you did today was kind of quote bad art, that you could close the book and open to a fresh page tomorrow. And tomorrow is a new day. And if that day was bad, do the same thing the next day. And when you're making these deposits of 10, 15 minutes, maybe a half hour, then you don't feel like you've invested so much in something where if it tanks, if it fails, that you've wasted a lot. And so for me, this whole concept of starting small was huge because too often it was wanting to sit down in one day, in one space, one time block and create the masterpiece. And I refer to this as my masterpiece mentality. So many artists and so many creative people have this because they want to sit down in that one time block, produce like their life's work in that, in that time. It's their masterpiece. They come out and they go, here it is, you know, and the light from heaven shines down on it. And they're overjoyed with the results because what they saw in their head actually happened outside of themselves and they created it and everyone is going to applaud, right? Um, that's lightning in a bottle. I mean, that happens sometimes, but not often. More often than not, it's just showing up and it's more about the journey. It's more about learning some things, breaking some things, adding to what you just learned. And so when you strip that away, strip away the masterpiece mentality and you embrace the small, you embrace the marble moment, it takes the pressure off. And it also allows you to identify small time blocks that can be redeemed. Because so many of us, we have our calendars and our lives so full, we don't have a lot of margin. That's something that is sorely needed in our lives. And yet, unless something makes us make room in our lives to have margin, like unfortunately, if we get sick or something happens where we have to take a break, most of the time we don't. It's pain that is the thing that introduces us to having to make margin. And so if we learned how to actually make a place in our lives where we could go and for 15 minutes, for a half hour, maybe it's a lunch hour, maybe it is when everyone is asleep in your house, whether that's in the morning or at night. I don't know when that time is for you, but odds are you do. And I started looking at my time and saying, where can I redeem some of this? Where can I start to use some of this so that I'm going someplace with it? I'm not wasting these moments. And there were times where maybe it was on a commute and I would have had otherwise time when it was just wasted, where either I was trying to, to nap or read or do something else. And if I carried a sketchbook with me, I could then start to utilize some of that time. Or maybe it was in a store while I was waiting online to check out at the cashier. And that time that would have been wasted where I was either getting frustrated, I was just looking around, um, all of a sudden I found if I could utilize that time for sketching something really quickly, at least it's engaging it with that part of me. 
And it's like a muscle. Creativity is a muscle. It's not something that is like you're born with this skill or not. I mean, there, there are certainly people who have natural talent, but so much of the, um, the technique and the skill is something that's learned. It's by showing up again and again and again and making those deposits over time. And too often we judge by our initial result. We feel like we should be able to be experts out of the gate on something. We feel like we should be able to conquer something right away or at least see something enough value in what we've produced to say, yes, okay, I do have, quote, talent. Um, but that's not the truth. The truth is it's showing up, it's learning, it's, it's repetition. And we understand this concept of small deposits in other areas of life. But somehow with creativity, it becomes like a little too ethereal. It becomes a little bit too um, slippery for us to be able to measure. And that's really what we're talking about here is measuring it, right? It's identifying that these small time blocks are actually worthy to show up for because they're doing something. They're leading someplace. They're producing something. Um, we understand this in the area of finances. That if we took a certain amount of money each day and we put it aside, we put it in the bank, we, we invested it, that over time, it would grow. Those deposits add up. So we understand that when it comes to our money. We understand that when it comes to our health in terms of going to the gym, uh, at least theoretically, right? <laughs> Those of us who actually make it to the gym. Um, we understand that if we alter our diet and if we show up going to the gym, if we exercise on a regular basis, maybe it's not even going to the gym, maybe it's going for walks, uh, somehow having physical exercise, that that is going to do something over time for us. It's going to make our bodies healthier. It's going to make our muscles better. It's going to lead us to a healthier body in the long run. And the opposite is true as well. If we make small deposits of not eating right, of not moving at all, um, of just abusing our bodies, over time, we will reap the results of that. And so it's taking the same thought process, it's taking the same outlook and overlaying it onto our creativity and thinking, these small deposits that I'm making, that I can make, over time, they will lead to something much greater. And so it's reframing the conversation in our heads and it's valuing the small. It's not thinking that we have to carve out these huge time blocks. It's not thinking that we have to make these grand gestures to have these dramatic impacts, but rather show up every single day and do something. Engage with that part of you. And the thing that I found was that, yeah, there was a lot of bad work in the beginning. But over time, it started to get better. Over time, I started to get more comfortable. Over time, I started to get more confident. Over time, I started to find my voice, what I wanted to say in my work, and how I wanted to say it. I started to find my style. I'd always heard about that, right? These artists who would say, well, this is my style, or you can tell when you look at this piece of artwork that you can tell this artist's style uh, from their other body of work. And for the longest time, I struggled with that and thought, like, well, how do you find your style? Like, how do you identify what that is? And I thought it was just something that 
either you just stumbled upon or it was just a natural thing that, that happened for people and it just hadn't happened for me. But what I learned was that it was actually by showing up and putting the work in that the style emerged, that the more comfortable I got with myself and in these small deposits, the more work that I did, the more that I gave it opportunity to emerge. And that's really what it was. It was emerging. It wasn't finding it. It wasn't really discovering it so much like that it was this thing out there, but really it was this thing that was in me that had to come up. Because I learned that, oh, you know what? Actually, I really like messy things. I needed to embrace my mess. And yet so often in art school, I was taught more refined renders, um, tighter control on things. Perfect proportions were what you were striving for. And those things always frustrated me. And so there was a large period of time where I thought, maybe I'm just not a great artist. Maybe I can't be a quote real artist because I can't do what everyone else is telling me I'm supposed to be doing. I can't measure up to what the standard is, so to speak. And I had to shed a lot of that and come to this place where I was like, no, actually for me, what creativity looks like is messy. It's loose. It's organic. Uh, it's bright colors. It's all these things that I enjoy, all these things that influenced me as I was growing up, you know, Looney Tunes cartoons and um, comic books and comic strips and Marvel movies, Star Wars, like all the stuff, all that stuff was kind of put in this blender along with a lot of art influences of like, you know, Van Gogh and Warhol. Um, so many of these, these artists that I admired their work uh, and it wasn't trying to copy them, but it was simply taking influence from pieces of them, pieces of their work, pieces of their journey um, and put it all in a blender and it, became mine because it came through me. It had my fingerprints on it. It had my way of looking at life and expressing things. Uh, that was what was coming out. And so that's how my style and voice emerged through these small daily deposits. Didn't happen all at once. Matter of fact, I don't really think that I knew what my style or my voice was until maybe about the third year in of showing up every single day. And that's a lot of work that you have to do. That's a lot of figuring things out, but it requires space. It requires room. It requires you having the ability to show up and let this thing unfold. It's not forcing it. It's not waiting for it either, but it's being in a place, even if it's small, 15 minutes a day where something else can happen, where you start to engage with that process of creating. You know, a lot of my friends who are writers who either want to write a book, they want to write some larger body of work. The goal isn't for today to sit down and write a book. The goal for today is simply to write a few paragraphs, to write a certain word count, to write whatever it is that's that thing that they've set up for today that's a smaller chunk of the bigger project. And I found that I work best when I have a project 
but it's smaller pieces of it leading to something bigger. And so for me, starting small also allowed me to say, I'm not going to just simply have this wide open field of create whatever you want. It was too big for me. I needed some direction. I needed some parameters, but I didn't want to be so boxed in that I felt like if I got bored with something, I would just stop the process altogether. And so what I did was, out of this 365 days that I was going to embark on, I decided that was too much. I don't know if I can show up for an entire year every single day after not showing up for 10 years, but I do know that I can show up today. I do know that I think I can show up tomorrow and the next day. So maybe seven days is a good goal for me because it's enough for me to start to get some kind of momentum going, but not so much where it feels like it's too far away. And the other thing I did was, because I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to create, I was playing, I was experimenting, I was trying to figure things out. I decided I was going to have certain themes for these weeks. And so for the first week, say it was like seven days of flowers. And that was enough for me to dive into a subject matter to figure out, is this something that I really enjoy? Is this something I want to do more of? And if it wasn't, then seven days didn't feel like an eternity. And again, it wouldn't want, it didn't leave me wanting to just leave the whole process because I've set myself up for failure. Um, but it was long enough to dive into something and figure out, do I like this? Do I want to do more of this? And if I wanted to do more, then I could always extend it another seven days. And so for me, having the ability, having the flexibility to be able to enter into something in small time blocks and then also plan something out for say seven days, 14 days. I started to extend some things after a little bit. I started to say, what would happen if I did 30 days of something, 30 days of faces? Uh, and I started doing some portraits and then I started um, linking with other people who were doing some projects. So um, there's a project called the 100 day project where people would show up for 100 days and do some creative act. And so that was at a certain time during the year. And I decided I was going to link arms with those people so that I would have a little community around what I was doing. And I would do 100 days of whatever the theme or whatever the, the subject matter was that I wanted to explore for those 100 days. And so all those things added up. Seven days here, 14 days here, 30 days there, 100 days there. It all started to make deposits into the 365 days. And it helped me get to my goal of reaching an entire year where I showed up every single day. Sometimes it was 15 minutes, sometimes it was five minutes, sometimes it was an hour. Sometimes there were, were times on weekends or something where I had a larger time block to put into doing some work. And so I gave myself permission. And I want you to hear that because some of you need that or you think you need that. You're waiting for permission to show up, to start. And I want to say you don't need permission. Stop waiting for somebody else to tell you that you can show up for yourself in this way. Stop leveraging your creativity for everybody else and then leaving nothing for yourself. This is the place at which you will truly come alive and it'll affect all the other areas of your life. When you can do this, when you can engage with your own creative practice on a regular basis, it will alter and touch all the other places in your life. Trust me. You don't need permission. 
And if you feel like you do, this is me giving you permission right now to show up for yourself, to carve out five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, to steal whatever time blocks you can and need to, to start to show up small. Get going on the journey. Don't underestimate the marble moments because I'm telling you, they will lead someplace if you stay consistent, if you stay in the groove, the rhythm. It's amazing what can be accomplished when you set out to do this. It will lead to things so much bigger than you can even imagine. And it's a process, it's a journey, and it's a habit. And habits take time for them to take a hold. But once they do, you can really truly start to harness the power of it. Nobody wants to create a new habit simply because they wanna say, I wanna create a new habit. Um, that's just, that's ludicrous. The thing is, you want to be a certain type of creative person. You want to be able to call yourself an artist, an author, a filmmaker, a dancer, a performer, whatever it is that you want to identify as, you want to be able to call yourself that with integrity, with ease, with confidence. And some of you listening right now are not in that place. You struggle identifying yourself as that because somewhere along the way you've said, this is what that person looks like and that's not what my life looks like. And I'm not engaged with my creativity on a regular basis. I'm not producing the kind of work that merits me being able to earn that title. But I wanna tell you that you are that person. That person shows up and does the work. And so flip the thing around. Call yourself that title first. Then start to show up as that person would always show up to do. Carve out small time blocks. Start to identify where you can steal those moments. And until you do, it will always be something that you flirt with. It'll always be something that you get this pang to want to engage with that place in you, that creative place. And maybe you're successful every so often, maybe four times a year, you try to do something, but you're finding that it takes so much energy just even to show up for those few moments, to set up for those few moments, to think about what to do, to get in the right mindset in the right mode, that maybe it's disappointing. And so it doesn't really lead to you doing it on a regular basis. And so you flirt with your creativity. You don't show up every single day. But I'm telling you, if I can do this after being away for 10 years and suffering from depression and starting at rock bottom and going, having done my 10th year, now in my 11th, the time of this recording, you can do this. You can do this. You just need a system that you can harness and leverage. And that's what I'm talking about in this video and in this talk and the next two. I'm gonna share two more parts of this process that I've been through. Two more keys and steps that can help you establish your own daily creative habit. So for today, I just want you to think about starting small, the marble moment what is your marble moment? What does that look like today? 
What is the five minutes, the 10 minutes that you can carve out today to show up for yourself, for your own creativity and start a new journey, start a new habit, your own daily creative habit. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.